the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. It's a very exciting day on the Mess It Up Podcast because we are able to use some equipment for the first time um, that we were given by um, a, uh, a friend in Oregon, Pastor Dan, gave me um, some stuff. And so we're using a mixing board today, and uh, it's pretty fun. I've only got one of the microphones going through the mixing board, but I can turn on stuff like some effects and make it sound all echoey and stuff, and I can uh, you know, change the bass to make it more bassy or less bassy or whatever, and trebly and all that kind of stuff so we're just playing with all sorts of knobs and dials here but um, it's super duper fun to have this so um, it also makes it so that we can in the future should we choose to um, have a, a panel discussion we can go and have uh, lots and lots of people coming in and talking to us about uh, whatever because we've got uh, six inputs for mics and uh, we don't have six mics but we've got six inputs so um, thank you Pastor Dan for hooking us up with this awesome mixing board really really super excited to have that so I mentioned that you might want to or that we might need more mics and here's what we do to get more mics you can support the show financially to help us get equipment or you can donate some microphones I'm personally fond of the uh, microphones from the Blue Company. Uh, I'm speaking on a Blue Yeti XLR right now. Uh, Bev, listener Bev, is, uh, is here with us. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. And she's speaking on a USB Blue Yeti, but uh, we need some XLR mics, so if you want to do that, um, you can uh, contact me by emailing bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can text me at 760-608-1942 to talk about the particulars. Or if you just want to give money to our ministry to help um, purchase future items or whatever it happens to be, gas for missionaries going into the prisons, that type of thing, you can send the word MUM, M-U-M, to the telephone number. Just text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-C-A, W-A-L-L-S, CA and that money is tax deductible. We just sent out our our giving statements today to people um, for last year's giving. Uh, so you can uh, give money. You can set up a recurring gift there or a one-time gift um, through our uh, processing system there. And the nice thing about going on our text to give is that all the money comes directly to the ministry. Uh, the fees are not um, taken out by a third party. So uh, 100% of your donation is deductible. If you give on our Patreon platform, which a lot of you do, that's fine as well. Uh, you can go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and it will tell you how to uh, give on our Patreon platform. Uh, I found out the Patreon takes about 8% of your gift to us, so we're not able to write that off. We're not able to give you a, a receipt on that uh, for what the, that company keeps, but it is still an easy way to do it. Um, anybody who joins on any of our giving platforms gets included in our Discord chat server, so you can talk to other people, um, and uh, you can uh, get involved with our book reviews and, and book uh, club. So um, it's a fun way to, to give. We've got swag for our givers as well. So um, thanks for giving. Uh, looking forward to having a panel with uh, multiple microphones on this cool mixing board and hopefully 
it just keeps on getting better in 2022. Um, Bev, welcome to the show. Thank you. I always like to come back and and share with you. Yeah, it's awesome having you on. Um, we've been doing something on the show with our word of the week, which was a multiple choice uh, uh, opportunity for the word of the week. And here's the thing. It was an awesome idea. It was super duper fun. People enjoyed it. But A, it's super hard for me to come up with a word of the week and then come up with a bunch of different meanings, uh, including your mama. Uh, for them. And uh, we weren't getting the response we'd hoped for. Um, and it was getting difficult to give away Starbucks cards because people just weren't responding to it. Plus, uh, if I give away a Starbucks card every week, that's $5 a week, um, which uh, winds up being $20 a month. And, you know, we've told you for years, you can give on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, but we need to have five givers at $1 a month just to cover um the uh a card per week so uh, it's a lot to ask for us so so i'm going to step back on the multiple choice we might bring it back occasionally for fun things but for right now we're just going to go with a one um word word of the week without the multiple choice and all that kind of stuff uh and and today's word for our word of the week is kind of a fun one it's a bit difficult to say because uh it um it's i think it's a french word or it came from French, um, but it, it is... It came from French. Yeah, it's denouement, um, ah. which uh, is, uh, it's it's the end of a play or a movie or something um, where everything is drawn together and explained. Um, so hopefully by the end of our show, there will be some denouement uh, for you and you will understand things better. So anyhow, uh, that's our big word of the week. Use that in sentences and give yourselves, um, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you 18 bonus points because this show comes out on January 18th. Um, I do wanna say that our show today is show number 198. That means Ooh. we are two away, yeah. Wait for the our bicentennial the ceiling. Um, uh, uh, show. So uh, it's just getting super exciting here around the, uh, the uh, Mess It Up podcast. So thanks for being here. We're going to start a journey through the principles. And I see my lovely wife trying to talk and I am just running all over everything. So let me just stop for a second and give you it a little chance. It is okay. Um, when you mention the word of the week, mm -hmm. I had a flashback. I could see myself sitting in my 10th grade English class. Really? And Mrs. Maxwell telling us about that word. Really? I could still see her. She would pull down her half glasses and look at us and then say the word in French. And I'm not even going to attempt it. But Denouement. I remember that's where I learned the meaning of that word. Wow, so, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. that's excellent. Um, well, uh, like I said, we are, uh, are, are fixing to go through a look at the principles that were written by Pastor Rick Warren with Pastor John Baker when Celebrate Recovery started uh, that was the basis for the Celebrate Recovery, um, Road to Recovery message series and um, a lot that we're based on. So there's, there's eight principles and they're based on the Beatitudes uh, from Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. And if you wanna find those uh, Beatitudes, you're definitely, you know, encouraged to go check that out there uh, in uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew um, chapter five and, and moving on through there. But the, the Beatitudes are the beginning part of Matthew chapter five. 
And so each one goes along with a beatitude. There are eight principles. And as is so common with Celebrate Recovery and Saddleback and Pastor Rick Warren and John Baker, we've got a, uh, an acrostic that goes with these. So the acrostic that we're going to be going through over the next eight weeks is recovery. So the R part in recovery is principle one. And principle one says, realize I'm not God. I admit that I am powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. And that coincides with step one. But Bev, uh, do you have the, the beatitude there? I do. Okay. I do. Um, and it goes along with Matthew 5, 3 that says, Happy are those who know that they are spiritually poor. Nice. And then, you know, I said it does go along with uh, step one, which says we admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors that our lives had become unmanageable. So I think one of the first things I want to highlight with this is just the idea that Celebrate Recovery and 12-step recovery is biblically based. It's not mumbo jumbo, self-help, hooey, ooh la la, you know, stuff. It's God-centered, Christ-centered, biblically based and solid with what we're trying to do. So that's the thing, I, the first thing I wanna point out to you. Uh, Bev, when you first started with um, recovery, and it's coming up on 18 years mm -hmm. for you uh, yeah. at some point here. Do sure you know your, your first date when you came? I don't. Uh, I, I wish I had written that down somewhere. I know. I just had my 19-year wow. anniversary of wow. uh, Celebrate Recovery. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm proud of that. Um, you should be. And um, these these principles weren't something that I became aware of right away. I didn't understand them. I was like, well, we're doing 12 steps. What's with these principles? And then as I started looking at the principles, I began to understand a lot more why it was that we were doing these principles. But what was your, do you remember your initial thoughts about principles when, when you heard about it? I think my, my initial response was exactly what you just described. I had no idea what this meant. And, and stepping into recovery for me, first of all, was I had never been associated with anything that even remotely sounded like recovery. So um, I think I walked in there pretty proud, um, thinking, eh, recovery this is not really for me. It's probably another Bible study. It's probably just telling me steps to be a better Christian. I didn't really understand it all. Um, so, yeah, I was a little confused about it all. And I really, for a long time, didn't understand the connection between the principle and the beatitude scripture. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. So so just to review for people, it says, you know, happy are those who know they are spiritually poor. Uh, one of the things with the beatitudes, beyond just the word beatitudes, it always confused me. Um, but one of the things with the beatitudes is it talks about people who are, depending on your version, happy or blessed. Uh, a lot of us might hear blessed are those who whatever. And, and it it talks about a path to uh, a better life, mm -hmm. a blessing or a happiness because of a struggle. And recovery is that. Mm -hmm. It's a promise of a better mm -hmm. life because of your struggle and, and despite your struggle and, and using that struggle to 
become better, which, you know, we've talked about so many times on this show. Um, so you talked about this connection that you didn't understand. You said when you first saw it, you didn't understand it. That leads me to believe now you have a, a, a better understanding of the connection. I think I do. I think I do. Um, did you want me to talk about that yeah. or just, yeah, that just a yes question. or no? no that was my I didn't question. know if it yeah. was a yes or no. You know what? No. I asked you a yes or no question and I sat there waiting for you to say more. And that is, that is my bad. I'm going to step 10 right now <laughs> and say I'm recognizing that I made a mistake and I'm going to humbly ask your forgiveness you bet. on being confusing. You bet. Um, I don't know if that was for the crowd or for me, but, but that was for you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Um, I am just now, well, let me just say this. Let me back up a minute. One of the ladies, um, in our, um, CR group here at home is constantly saying something to me that I had never thought about before. And it takes a whole lot of pressure off my shoulders. And she says this. I'm so glad that with God, we are constantly learning and that God has patience with us as we learn. And the reason why I bring that up is because it has been a journey over these last 18 years where each time I start at the beginning of the year and go through either another step study or another um, 12 months of lessons, it's like a layer is being pulled back in my life where I can see more of my need for recovery, my need for accountability, and it just helps me understand God a whole new way yeah. and to see him as he really is. Yeah. And I think about what you just said about, you know, peeling it off and going through, and this is, you know, the beginning of, of the principles here, principle one, and and I think to myself, okay, here I am uh, in my mid-50s and have been going at this now for 19 years. And here you are a little bit older than mid-50s and going at it for 18 years. And I look at people coming in. We've got people in our group that are, you know, in their early 20s. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh my gosh, what kind of discoveries yes. are they going to be able to make because they've had time. It's just like like people who plan for retirement beginning in their teens instead of in their 50s have such a better retirement. Mm -hmm. These people, what kind of a great recovery are they going to have because they started on it so much sooner that A, they didn't have as much garbage to unwrap, mm -hmm. but B, they just had so much more time in the presence of recovery rather than in the presence of destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and I love, I'll just, uh, you know, a plug for Celebrate Recovery too. One of the things that I really, really love about CR um, is the fact that, you know, we talk about disci discipleship a lot, you know, corporate discipleship or individual discipleship. I'm having a hard time with that word tonight. You know, words are not as easy I, as we make them sound. I guess. But... The thing that I love about Celebrate Recovery is the same thing I loved about teaching. And that is whenever I was in a tough spot and I didn't know how to get a concept across to the kids in my class, I would go to the teacher's guide. And what CR does is I feel like it gives us tools to go to God's word because everything is based on a scripture and breaks it down where it shows us how to walk, where to walk, you know, and it just, it becomes easier for me because it gives me step-by-step -step instructions, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to bite off the whole thing. 
um, and I know going through a step study, it does that. It'll say each time you're working on a step, you know, be willing to do this and now start to work on this mm -hmm. and then actually do it, you know, so it, it, it leads you on to the, to the grander, you know, recovery is that's what I'm trying to right. say. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, and that's that's awesome. I I, I love that. And I was I was trying to. I, I thought, man, this is a great segue into our song of the week. And uh, then I realized it was a different song of the week that was going through my head. But I'm going <laughs> to stick with the ones that I have slated in here like this and not jump the gun on you. But uh, I will jump to our song of the week here because we're we're in the you know pushing 16 here. Uh, so um, I want to give us a little bit of a, a shout out to a guy that I know you know that I don't really like much. A guy named Zach Williams because I never play any of his music <laughs> on this show. Uh, Zach Williams, um, I've been listening to over the Christmas break. And so I added some more songs in here. And he's just got this... I'm sorry, it's a great song to me. I, I love this, but this is a song called Slave to Nothing. And I thought this would be a great way to start out our walk through the principles. So here's Zach Williams with Slave to Nothing. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Tell you where I stand Guilty is not who I am No dirt on these hands Nothing left for me to hide Live and set free Justify Make no Zach Williams. What do you think, Bev? Um, I love him. Yeah. I just love him. And, you know, yeah. seeing him in person was just a super cool blessing. Yes. Um, I love his testimony. But what grabbed me in this song was the line that says, guilty is not who I am. No dirt on these hands. Nothing left for me to hide. Delivered, set free, justified. Um, and the reason why that's important to me is I've never really been bound, but, you know, physically bound by handcuffs or, you know, ropes or tied down or anything like that. But I can tell you this, my sister used to pin me down and tickle me and I hated it so much, you know, and, uh, I would just feel trapped there. And, um, so the absence of that was just the freedom that came when she finally gave up and let me get up. And so, um, I don't, I, I often don't think of the things that do trap me, you know, mm -hmm. cause like I said, I haven't really been physically bound, but there's a lot of things spiritually that will bind me. Yeah. Um, my self esteem, my 
pride, um, my disappointment, my uh, anger, my uh, resentment, those things will be by me. And one of the biggest ones is unforgiveness because oftentimes when I come up against that, I feel like the person I'm hurting is the person I'm mad at, but really I'm just hurting myself. So there's a lot of chains that bind me uh, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Um, but I love with Jesus that there's nothing left for me to hide. Uh, and that's what I think is beautiful about sharing that testimony is nobody can dispute it. And also, we don't have to hide behind it anymore because it's already out there. Yeah. So nobody can use it against us. Yeah, and the line that, that grabbed me initially when I first heard this song, uh, you know, almost two years ago now, was free from my chains, from my shame and addiction, mm. uh, free from my fears and the walls of this mm. prison. And, you know, being a person who deals with um, <clears throat> recovery and prison ministry and having been incarcerated and having had addictions of my own and the shame that goes with that, it just like that line, you know, screams at me. And one of the things that you don't know maybe about the show is you know when we're doing the show, we, we take a break, we talk about the song before we roll the, the um, recording again. And, and I always ask anybody on the show what they're gonna talk about because I don't wanna you know talk about the same thing that they do. So I wanna give them a chance and I don't wanna steal their thunder. And I'm thinking, oh, don't steal my thunder. Don't steal my thunder <laughs> on this one. And I thought for sure Bev was gonna steal my thunder, but no, she gave me this uh, shame and addiction. She didn't give me shame and addiction. She allowed me to talk about this line with shame and addiction. And yeah, it's just, you know, I love the way that his music sounds. Uh, this is a, a, a powerful song. This is, a, you, you feel uh, emotion in this song, and it's, it's not a clean song, you know? And um, I love that he says, you better believe it, you know? And it's like, you know, listen. And, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, who is he singing this song mm. to? Mm. And, you know... Is he singing this song to the enemy who's accusing him? Is he singing it to people who are, are throwing aspersions at him? Is he singing it to himself to mm -hmm. remind himself how much God loves him and that, mm -hmm. that he's got this? Or is it all of them? You know, all, and, and for me, that's what it would be, that all of the above. When I'm doing this, this show, a lot of it is, is for my own just working things out in my head and letting them come out of my mouth because... I'm in love with words and and that's how I process and so it's it's a, a selfish show where I'm able to selfishly process what I want to process and 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 I think that as a musician he's probably doing that um, as well um, I had the uh, the benefit of of following uh, last week we did a song by Blue October and I, I realized after I edited the show, oh, I had already done that same song by Blue October, oh. uh, you know, a year uh, earlier. But I, I follow uh, the band on Instagram and they're in the process of recording their new album right now. And so Justin comes on and he'll just show you what's going on in the studio and, and you can see them working out a song, working out lyrics, working out music, working out a sound or whatever it is. Um, and just trying to figure it out. And, and I can see, you know, by the list of songs that they're doing for the new album, you know, who he's singing to. And, and, and that's what I'm doing, you know, as an author, as a podcaster, as a, a host here, just trying to work these things out. And God 
does it so beautifully. And I just love the fact that Zach Williams has put this down into words that, you know, hey, I don't have to be a, a slave to anything. There's nothing that has to enslave me because God's given me the freedom to, to, to break through that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, rolling back into our um, principles, uh, we talked about what principle one was and what it meant and, and, and how the principles came about, but, but what does it look like? You know, the, the, the practice of it, if we can have all this head knowledge, that's great. But if we can't put it into practice, there's not a lot of good in it. So, so what does principle one look like to you practically, Bev? Um, let me start by saying my definition of, um, realizing I'm not God, was pointed out to me many years ago when I was writing my four-step inventory and then sharing it with my sponsor. And she said at the end of my, she said at the end of my sharing, she said, Bev, do you realize that you are playing God? Mm. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? I had no idea. I mean, I was just so... I think I was so arrogant about that, and it just become a way of life of me where I didn't notice it anymore. But when I look at it now, I can absolutely see where there has been a long history of me trying to do that. So when it says, realize I'm not God, I think in a nutshell, what that means for me is laying down my pride and realizing that I have no, well, it goes on to say, I admit that I am powerless to control my tendency. Well, not only do I realize that I'm powerless to control my tendencies, but I'm also powerless to control my desire to control others and control time and control circumstances and control moods and feelings in the room. So for me, Realizing not not God is coming to the place where I say I realize I can't control, yeah. and I don't want God's job. Yeah, I I just don't want it. Um, before uh, you shared something, I did want to say though it was not until just now that I realized that it says realize I'm not God. Okay, so there's the realization, which is to me the beginning of growth, is where you start to go, oh, huh. Okay, I realize something. It's new to me. But then it says, I admit that I'm powerless to control blah, blah, blah. So the second step to that is admit. But I think the third step is putting it into action, you know? Right. And that's, so, that's, where, that's where working our steps uh, comes in. And, and that's what I was going to highlight, too, is those verbs that I realize and then I admit recognizing a problem is not enough. You know, the Titanic is cruising along in the North Atlantic and someone yells, iceberg. They recognized the problem. It wasn't enough to recognize it. Had to do something. They weren't able to do something soon enough to avoid disaster. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that there is a problem is not simply enough. No. In this country, we recognize that COVID was coming back almost two years ago now, we recognized it. Uh, but we didn't admit it, mm -hmm. <laughs> some of mm -hmm. us. 
Um, and so admitting that we we can't do anything. But then I love beyond those two verbs that recognize and admit. I love the next uh, word down the road here is tendency. Mm-hmm. Because tendency, I think, is the critical word in this. Because tendency means I'm not a failure. Just means I have this habit that comes in. One of the big um, peop- uh, comments that people have to me about why they don't want to do Celebrate Recovery or 12 Steps or or whatever is because like, well, I believe that God saved me and once saved, I'm always saved and I don't have to worry about that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. But, but I have this tendency to do things. I have this tendency to stray. And it's not a curse. It's not a tattoo. It's just a tendency. You know, I have a tendency to come up with smart aleck answers. I don't always do it, but I have a tendency to do it. And, and it's something that, you know, these, these uh, hurts and these hangups that we have that become habits, those are those tendencies that we're trying to, to avoid and, and to realize that our life is unmanageable. Uh, I, I've talked about the movie, um, uh, oh, I just lost the, uh, the movie. It's Michael Keaton uh, movie. Um, well, clean and sober. Clean and sober. Okay. Thank you, Bev. And in the beginning, you know, his his uh, the guy that's going to be his sponsor, uh, beautiful character actor M. Emmett Walsh, is talking about his fall and 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 having that realization that his life was unmanageable. And I can hear whenever I hear this thing, I hear him saying, "Life is unmanageable." And mm-hmm. that realization, man, mm-hmm. okay. I'm out of control here. I thought I was in control, but I am out of control. And out of control is scary to me. Yes, it is. Uh, have you been out of control in a car? Mm, yes. Yeah. I, I, yes. It's, it's, uh, I was out of control in a car one time on a mountain road in the snow, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to drift around the corner in the snow. This mm. is going to be awesome. And I did it on purpose. I broke traction and I lost control. And as soon as I did, I realized that the the big wheel in my hand and the pedals on my feet on the floor, those weren't helping me anymore. I was out of control and it was terrifying Mm -hmm. to me because I I couldn't control what was going on. The wheel was having no effect on on the vehicle. The brakes Mm -hmm. and the, the gas were having no effect on the vehicle. The vehicle was in control. Gravity was in control. Nature was in control. And I was out of control. And it was scary. And and that's where I think it can be, you know, step or step one and principle one, that's it's the beginning of the process. And we just taught lesson in the denial uh, in celebrate recovery and, and you're taking off those blinders. And so now you're about to start feeling life that we've been trying to avoid feeling. We've been covering it up with our hangups and our habits and our, our, our hurts. And, and, and we've been, been trying to just mask the pain with whatever it is. And, and now we're going to feel it and we're going to, we're going to feel all of it. And that, that can be scary. This is a hold on tight time Mm -hmm. of recovery. Yeah. I think for a long time, I thought that me being out of control, the answer to that the way to solve that problem was for me to be in more control, you know, which makes no sense. No, I, but, I, I like that. I, 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 will you go a little deeper into that? Yeah, I sure will. Um, and I thought that 
I really did think for a long time that I was the most humble person on the planet. So when things were out of control for me, I would just hold on tighter because I could feel the ground shifting underneath me and slipping. And, um, and, and I didn't realize that it, it was going to take, like Adam and Eve, the thing that followed that was shame. So they ran and hid. And that's what I would do in my life. I'd make a mistake or things would be completely out of my control. And then I would just tighten up the reins and try harder. And I would get more anxious and more upset, more frustrated, and then hide from God, mm -hmm. thinking it's all on me and I'm a failure for not fixing this. And so that's what I love about this is it leads us to the answer of that, which is to take it to God, you know, that we need him. Not only do we want him in our lives, but, but I needed him. I need him to come in and change who I am and change those hurts, hangups, and habits, which are tendencies that turn to fruition or whatever that word is. Um, so, yeah. I, um, I, I, I realize as, as we look at things so often, I turn to for help when it gets out of control and when it's a little bit late. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't, things don't tend to change until the change is needed. You know, people don't tend to uh, reject something or revolt against something until it's gotten so bad that they just can't take it anymore. And in my recovery, I didn't get into recovery until things had gotten pretty doggone bad. And when you're the person in charge, you know, as like a, a, a sponsor or a parent, uh, I want the person who I'm mentoring to bring me in before it becomes catastrophic. But because in recovery, there's a tendency to wait for a long time before we make this admission that we can't do it before we make this realization that things have gone wonky and before we decide we're out of control and we've got to give it to someone else. Sometimes things just are, are down and, and we're going to get some damage. There's going to be some blowback. And, and it's not a thing that just because I realize that I'm not God and I admit that I'm out of control to, you know, of my tendencies to do the wrong thing and my life has become unmanageable. Now I give it to God and all of a sudden it's like, ah, no, angels aren't singing, lights aren't shining, and it's not roll the credits, happy ending, puppies running through the screen. It can sometimes be ugly and brutal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your family has had enough and they've left. Mm -hmm. And just because you've decided to get better doesn't mean they're coming back. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it means that you've lost your job because of your addiction. Sometimes it means that you've lost your freedom because of your habits, and now you find yourself behind prison walls and 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 those things can happen and and it doesn't mean that life is over we were just reading in our 260 journey today about john the baptist and how he started by saying jesus is here and i don't I, i'm not fit to wash your shoes and you're the the son of god and you're you know wonderful blah jesus and then a couple years later he's sitting in jail he's like hey um here's my disciples can you go ask jesus are you really the one mm -hmm. you know i have some doubt and 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 sometimes our life can get that way so don't don't think just because you've made this first step or you're working on this first principle that all of a sudden life is rosy. 
It, it could be. God can do that. And if God does that, please don't stop. Yes. <laughs> because there's more work to be done. And even if God takes away your sin, he takes away your desire, he takes away your addiction, he takes away your cravings, don't just run away and never come back because there's people who need to hear your story. There's people who need to see that you were able to do it because, if, you know, you're their idiot, you know, and if you can do it, then they can do it. Um, so don't run away. Yeah, I was thinking um, when I read this, I can't claim not guilty when I know that what I've done is wrong. In other words, when I read this, it says I'm proudest powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing in order for me to say that means I have to know what the right thing is that there I have to know that there is a right thing for me to recognize that I'm doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. do you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying by that you have to have that comparison okay so I can't say oh not me no it wasn't me it just it just happened that way and I think that sooner we get to that revelation that the world isn't doing us wrong. We're not a victim of circumstance. Somebody else didn't do something to us when we sin. That it was my choice. Yeah. And that that I did that. Um, and until I come to that place and I admit that to God and confess that, um, I'm not really ready to do this step yet. Yeah. And I, I think about Joey. Like, oh, a raccoon came. No, yeah, a raccoon yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. come and caused yeah, you to have yeah. problems. This is... This is a problem that I created. This was my monster that I made. But can I say, and I don't know if you're ready for this yet. I don't know where you're going uh, with this podcast, you but know where you're going can I talk to. about the scripture? Yeah, okay. please. Because I this translation uses the word happy. And like you say, not every one of these circumstances is great. When you think of something poor that doesn't sound like where you want to be right but every one of these and this one in particular says that we will be happy and my goodness doesn't everybody in the world want to be happy yeah don't we want to have joy don't we want to enjoy the the world that we're in and the people that we're with and um all that so this tells me that being happy is possible yeah and and that's a show to look forward to, and and I can't say exactly when. Um, right now, it's it's tentatively scheduled for our March fifteenth show. Show the the idea of joy versus happiness, um, but um, th- that is something that we're going to talk about in greater depth. Um, but yeah, it it's it. I I want that. I want happy. Uh, there's times when I just feel, you know, like I'm drifting, um, like I'm I'm just disconnected, and. And that's what I long for. It's just a connection and, and the joy, the happiness, the peace that comes with that. So, yeah. Well, gee, Bev, um, you know, we said, you, you told me I don't really have a lot of words today <laughs> everything. And here we are. We're, we're kicking into the 40th minute here almost um, on this. So I think I'm going to wrap up principle one at this point and, uh, and say, hey, did you have any, any other uh, final thoughts about about principle one? Um, only the fact that for me, this is the, uh, the beginning of the surrender. This step represents to me the beginning of the surrender, the beginning of laying myself down and uh, letting God have all of me. 
And it might just be the beginning step to that. doesn't mean that I, you know, wake up the next morning after realizing this and everything's great again. Right. But um, it certainly, I certainly do want to strive to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so if I want to be happy, I need to do what it says. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thanks for, for joining us on this. Hey, I hope that you guys enjoyed hearing us on our new um, mixer. Uh, thanks, Pastor Dan, again. Uh, remember, if you want to get involved financially to help the show out, you can do that by texting the word MUM, M-U-M. That stands for Messed Up Ministries. Uh, M-U-M to uh, the telephone number 760-WALLS-C-A, W-A-L-L-S-C-A, and you can help tear down the walls of prisons in California uh, through your financial gifts. Um, you can also find us on our social media. I'm working on that uh, that book. We're, we're in final editing stages, so hopefully uh, the new book, Piece by Piece, will be out here in, I'm hoping, I've got a tentative date in my head of getting it out in time for my birthday um, in about a month here. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, check out the books, uh, that the book that I already have on Amazon or Apple Books. It's called Still in Beta, and it is... Um, is my deep dive into my recovery uh, testimony. Um, and I appreciate uh, everybody who's gone out and purchased that book. Uh, people are still buying it. Um, so uh, tell your friends. And uh, if you're interested in having your copy signed, uh, just let me know and I can get you a signed copy of that book as well. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. We'll be going uh, through these principles. Uh, so that's something you can look forward to. If uh, if you don't know where uh, what's going on with Celebrate Recovery, this is a great time to get involved with it because we're at the beginning of the year, so most Celebrate Recoveries are starting their one-year cycle over, so you can jump in, and uh, most Celebrate Recoveries should be teaching Lesson 2 out of 25 uh, this week that you hear this if you're listening to these um, at the time that they come out. Uh, but just go on to CelebrateRecovery.com and click their location finder, and uh, you can find a CR group near you. Tell your friends to check out this eight-week series uh, because it's going to be great. Um, I've only recorded the one we just recorded, but I know it's going to be great because this is God's word. This is God's work. This is God's podcast. It's a Godcast, and um, (laughs) we are just here trying to be faithful servants to it. So uh, we really appreciate all that you do for us. Thanks, all you listeners. If you are a, a giver to the show, and you have not received your statement in the email, uh, check your spam folder or whatnot, but contact me, 760-608-1942, or email bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com, um, or you can email our treasurer, mum, at messeduppministries.com, and uh, we'll make sure that you get your, your giving statements. Uh, don't forget to check everything out. Go to the websites, follow us on Instagram. There's still some Starbucks out there to get. All you got to do is go check out our subreddit, which is Messed Up Ministries, and you can get yourself some Starbucks. I think my wife wants to say something. I do, even though we're not still doing the A, B, C, D, uh, multiple choice answers for the word of the week. Um, I still want to vote for D, your mama. Why? I like that. Thanks so much. And you know what? We'll see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.